You are listening to How Does She Do It? Episode 96. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you have been listening for a long time, welcome back. We are happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. If you want to connect with me on social, I am at Tiff South. That's Tiff with two Fs. And you can connect with the show's account at HowDoes underscore SheDoIt. If you are feeling stuck in your career or unsure about what move you need to make next, or if you feel like you're unfulfilled and you know that there's more you could be doing with your gifts and with your purpose that God has called you to, I encourage you to schedule a short call with me. In a 10-minute call, we can figure out where you are right now, where you want to be, and how we may be able to work together to move you forward. If you go to bit.ly slash 10tiff, again, that's bit.ly slash the number 10, T-I-F-F, then you will be able to schedule a short call with me and we can figure out where you are right now and make sure that you can build up your faith and your confidence to get you to the next step. I look forward to talking to you soon. This is episode 96, and it is the final episode of our series on relationships. So in episode 94, we talked about why building relationships was really important for your professional growth and development. In episode 95, we talked about what types of relationships you need to build and have in your professional circle. And now in episode 96, we're going to talk about how you build these important professional relationships. One of the things that I have found to be more common than I expected, I would say, in working with some of my clients over the last, I would say, year or so, is the challenge that a lot of women have when they recognize that at a certain stage in their career, they don't have the types of professional networks and relationships that they think that they should have, especially when they're at a point where they're ready to make a move or transition in their career. And a lot of times the challenges that come with not building these relationships happen for a lot of different reasons, right? Life happens. You don't really have time necessarily to spend outside of work developing relationships with colleagues. Maybe you work in an environment where there are not a lot of people who you have felt comfortable with approaching. Maybe you have not been able to identify a lot of mentors or powerful people in your, and when I say powerful, I mean powerful in the sense that they can be, have an impact on your development. And so what I want to do is share four ways that you can begin to build these relationships. And again, this is applicable to you no matter where you are in your career. It is not too late to start. It is not too late to start. And it is unfortunately that thinking that let's say you have five plus, 10 years plus, 15 years plus work experience where 
you feel as though it's too late for you to start building relationships. And I do not think that that is true. And I want to encourage you today to start building some of these relationships. The first thing that you need to do in order to begin to build or continue to build these professional relationships that are going to help you in your career, you have to get clear. You have to get clear about what you want and what you are interested in and skilled at doing. Now, this requires you to spend a lot of time doing internal work. And I want to say episode 92 or 93, we talked about the importance of doing that internal work because if I am looking to build a relationship with someone, especially when you're talking about in a professional context, it's really important that I have an understanding of who I am as a professional, that I am confident in who I am as a professional. And not to say confident in the sense that you don't need, you don't need anybody to help you out, but secure in what you're skilled at, secure in who you are and in what you can contribute to the company that you work for, to the industry that you work in. A lot of times though, we do not spend time doing this work. We do not spend time reflecting on our skills because we're just moving along. We're going with the flow. And within six years, you look up and you're just like, wait, how did I get here in my career? What do I actually want? What am I really good at? And you would be surprised. A lot of women have this challenge. And I know I've had to catch myself in certain stages in my career, not just going with the flow and not just working for the sake of working, but really being intentional about the work that I'm actually doing. So you have to get clear about what you want. You have to get clear about what you're skilled at. You have to get clear about what you're interested in. But the only way to do that is to spend time doing this work. The leverage list that I have created is a really good way to help you lay out some of these things. One way that you can get a copy of the leverage list is if you text T-I-F-F, that's TIFF South to 444-999, you will get a copy of the leverage list. And it's a document that walks you through a process for thinking about where you have been in your professional journey. What are some of your accomplishments? What are some of your skills? And that's a good way to get started. Another thing that I've been able to do with my clients is I walk my clients through an assessment that really helps you put language to some of the things that you intuit about who you are, about what excites you, about what frustrates you, about kind of your natural tendencies and the things that really identify who you are in your professional setting. And so that's something that I really, it's been so eye-opening. It's such a really great experience. And it's something that I do with women in Elevate Your Career Academy as well. But You want to make sure that you're doing the work to lay this foundation about getting clear about who you are, and it will really help improve your confidence. It will really help you understand what you bring to the table so that when you're ready to join a professional organization or when you're ready to reach out to someone who you think can be a good mentor to you or you just want to network with a colleague, you'll know who you are and what you'll be able to contribute to that interaction or to that relationship. The second thing that you want to do as you're talking about building better relationships in your professional professional life is you want to get visible. You want to get visible internally 
within professional organizations across different aspects of your interests and professional network. And there are a lot of ways that you can get visible. But the reason why this is so important is that if no one knows who you are, then they won't be able to help you or identify you for opportunities that you are really suited for. And when I say get visible, I'm not saying you have to become every person's favorite person at work. I'm not saying you have to show up to all the birthday celebrations and hang out with people after work and all those kinds of things. But I'm just saying you have to elevate your profile. And I actually just had a really good conversation with a friend of mine last week who talked about a really important relationship that she's developed internally within her company that has helped her elevate her profile within her within her organization without her having to actually be the one to physically raise her hand. But because she's made herself visible and known to certain people, they can then help her get herself known within the organization. And so that's an example of how you can get visible. You just, you volunteer for projects. You put yourself in, in different, you attend meetings, you attend professional or internal organizational kind of events and and just like show up places but show up in for things that you're actually interested in show up for things that kind of that relate to the work that you do or to interests that you have and i think it is and again this every company recognizing that companies are very different recognizing that cities are very different but even if there isn't a physical organization or group that you can join. What about joining LinkedIn groups? You can participate in a, in virtual events. You can look for conferences. You can look for professional organizations that relate to being a finance professional or being someone who works in project management or someone who is an attorney or a doctor or an engineer or an architect or a consultant or an a journalist, right? There are so many different organizations in different ways for you to elevate your profile. Maybe you can become a leader of a local organization and join an executive board. Maybe you can connect with someone who is on the board of an organization and just find a way to be more involved. And again, these things don't have to relate to specifically to the thing that you do at work, but when you join charitable organizations, when you volunteer, when you get yourself more visible in the community, when you just begin to have conversations with people by virtue of being in these environments and by having conversations with people, if you do the first step, which we talked about, which is get clear and know what you're interested and you get comfortable being able to just have conversations with people, when you talk to people in these situations, then you'll be able to articulate things that relate to what you want for your professional career. You'll be able to to speak to things that you're interested in that then can cause those people to think about you and contribute to your profile. Another way that you can get visible is by posting on LinkedIn, commenting on LinkedIn, liking other people's uh, you know posts and statuses on LinkedIn. I did maybe five videos, it might not even be five videos, over a long stretch of time last year. And I am getting contacted about opportunities based on those videos that I posted months ago. 
And it's a one minute video, like nothing fancy, no fancy graphics or anything like that. And I'm not saying that going and posting videos may be the thing that you have to do. It's not the thing that you have to do, but maybe it's something that you're interested in doing. Maybe you write an article that is, you know, 500 words and you post it on your LinkedIn page. Those types of things, you would be surprised. LinkedIn has gotten so very good at being a really good facilitator for professional relationships beyond just requesting people and just increasing your numerical connections, but you can actually begin to develop visible relationships with people maybe not visible relationships with people, but actual relationships with people by just by virtue of engaging with people on LinkedIn. So again, this is not say you have to create some crazy post schedule and you have to post once a week on Tuesdays and all those kinds of things. Just start to like and comment on things that are interesting to you. And I'm not talking about doing things that don't relate to things that you're talking about, uh, that you're interested in. I'm not talking about doing things that are random, but really thinking about what you're interested in, what you care about. Is it diversity? Is it your industry specifically? Is it, you know, current, current events as it relates to business, whatever that thing is for you, just by commenting on someone else's posts, people now see your name related to this, this post. And that's how you begin to increase your visibility. So getting visible is another way to begin to develop and initiate some of the beginnings of some of these professional relationships. The third thing that you can do is be vulnerable. And this kind of relates to, it relates to getting visible, but being vulnerable is one of the things that makes true relationships develop and become really, really meaningful. When I first started working as an attorney, it was really scary for me to admit when I was having difficulty with something. It was really scary for me to admit that I was nervous or that I didn't know something because of the nature of, you know, our, my profession. It's like when you admit that you don't know something, it feels like now people can't trust you to do other things, et cetera, et cetera. I won't go into the detail, but when you get vulnerable in some of the relationships that you already have and in the conversations that you have with people, and I don't mean telling all your business, but just laying laying a foundation of getting to know you a little bit beyond the surface. And what that means is going to vary from person to person and it like from like individual, like you and I person to person, but also who you are having these conversations with. But I can think about a relationship that I have with someone that I work with. And over the last two years that we've been working more closely together, the types of conversations that we have now versus where we were like two years ago, we are now able to understand each other in a much better way. And it's not a matter of getting touchy feely and, you know, crying and all the kinds of things, right? When I say get vulnerable, I just mean talking about things that you care about, that make you who you are, that sometimes worry you or things that may frustrate you. And when you can, when you use your discernment to trust who in your work environment, you can have these types of relationships with, but I promise you, it makes such a difference in the quality of those relationships. Now, a caveat, as women of color, it can be difficult to know who you can trust. And there is a real concern and a real need to be 
guarded and mindful about what you share with people in the corporate environment. So hopefully me saying that doesn't just undermine everything I said before that, but there, when you exercise good judgment and you exercise discernment, you can tell and you know what you're comfortable sharing. You know what there might be consequences that may go beyond your professional, you know, um, environment that you'll know when there could, there could be certain repercussions. You'll know when you're going to say something that someone is going, that is, that you're going to offend. Right. So I'm not talking about just saying anything that comes to your mind or sharing all the feelings that you have, but really being measured. And also again, recognizing though, that we operate uh, sometimes under a different set of rules and we can't do the things that everybody else can do. That said, we can do more than we think. We can get more vulnerable than we think. We can get more comfortable than we have been taught. But it, it's gonna, and I, I feel like I'm contradicting myself and 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 talking in circles. But th these are risks sometimes that you have to be willing to take. And again, you pick and choose very carefully who you say what to. But I promise you, when you find that you can express your thoughts about things things that are problematic about your work environment or things that you really hope to be able to see in your own career development, it really does add an extra layer of, of depth and quality to the types of relationships that you build. And that just creates a level of, of respect that people can have for you. So exercise good judgment, obviously, in, in the course of, of this vulnerability, but doing this goes back to the first point that I made. It goes back to getting clear about who you are. It goes back to being confident in how you express what you are capable of and how you express what matters to you or what your goals are. You have to start there because you're not going to be able to be vulnerable in a way that's going to be advantageous to you if you're not confident and comfortable in who you are and how you show up in your work environment. And last but not least, you have to be strategic. You have to be strategic in how you build and who you build relationships with. Now, I made this point in episode 95. This doesn't mean being fake or manipulative, but it means recognizing who you are talking to. The things that I say to a CEO of a company are not going to be the same things that I say to a peer within that company how I position myself to be exposed to the CEO versus a peer versus a mentor, those things, that's where the strategy comes in. Thinking about what types of opportunities are available and how can you position yourself for those opportunities. There is some calculation to it, but it's not manipulation. It's not being fake. It's, it's really thinking about what you're really interested in and how can I get myself positioned for those things that I'm really interested in. And again, it goes back to doing the work. You have to do the personal work that comes with professional development. We are taught in school, if you were traditionally educated in a four-year institution, I would say probably any time before, um, you know, recent years, because now the, the conversation about work is changing, but we were taught that you go in, you put your head down, you do good work, you work really hard, and you'll be successful. That is not how, if you are if you are someone who cares about moving up in corporate America or within your organization or within your field, if you're someone who is ambitious and wants to see 
regular career growth, that keeping your head down, doing your work, not making waves, not being noticed, that does not work. The people who move and who elevate their career, they're people who are visible. They are people who are confident and clear about what they want. They're not people who are perfect. They're not people who are who don't think that they're beyond correction. They're coachable. They're people who want to continue to be to improve. They are people who want others to invest in them. They're people who know how to have conversations with people that allow people to get to know a little bit about who they are. And they're strategic in the way that they move through the, the responsibilities that they have and the way that they build certain relationships and build up their portfolio of work experience such that they can then be in, in a position for the position that they really want when that position becomes available. So I'm going to re- quickly review what these what these tips are for building better relationships and meaningful professional develop- professional relationships. First, you have to get clear. Get clear about what you want, what you're interested in, what you're skilled at and allow that to fuel your confidence in the way that you express yourself. Number 2, you have to get visible. Increase your profile. Again, I'm not saying you have to become the most noticed person in the entire world, but increase your visibility to an extent that is comfortable for you or maybe actually pushes you a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but that gets people to just know who you are and who want to have and and, and engage in more conversations and interactions with you. The third thing is you have to be vulnerable, be discerning and be, you know, wise about how you, how you measure this vulnerability, but be vulnerable in the, in the, in the relationships that are safe for you to do so. And last, be strategic in the way you navigate these relationships. And I just want to say quickly, just, um, about the point about being vulnerable, do not Put yourself in a position that compromises your safety or that compromises your integrity, that compromises your values. Do not put yourself in positions where your attempt to build professional relationships puts you at in danger or at risk. And I'm, I'm choosing my words very carefully here because as women of color, these risks can manifest themselves in a lot of ways. That said, we have to be careful about the perception of risk versus the reality of risk. Because in some instances, we perceive there to be a risk that keeps us from moving our own professional development forward. There's always risk involved in going for anything in opening yourself up to connect with people. There's always a risk involved in that. But this particular area requires a lot of understanding the space that you're in. And if you feel that the space that you're in is not safe, this is why building these relationships are important so that you can talk to people internally at your company and outside to help you navigate spaces that don't feel safe. It's important that you have people who will help you so that you are not going through these challenging experiences on your own. I had a conversation with someone the other day about 
a very toxic work environment. And so I guess I could caveat a lot of this by saying, if you are working in a toxic work environment, a lot of these things are not going to work because no matter person of color, woman, tall, short, dark, you know, whatever, no one's going to be able to thrive in those environments. I'm not talking about trying to force improvement in a place that is toxic to you. I'm talking about places that are generally good places to work and how you can build there. If it's toxic, if it's people are racist, if people are sexist, if there is blatant, you know, uh, discrimination and all that kind of stuff, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about forging your way through things that are putting you at risk. I'm talking about building where there's a, a, a reasonable foundation upon which for you to build. So that said, that is episode 96. Those are the tips for how to build these professional relationships. And when, when, when I think about, you know, why this is so important to me, we spend so much of our time at work. We spend so much of our time around our colleagues. And if we, as the powerful, powerful conquerors, fearfully and wonderfully made, protected at all sides, head and not the tail, children of God that we are, if we cannot thrive in the work that we do every day in a, in a way that lets us reflect the true amazingness of Christ within us, then that place is not a place that deserves you. And often we, I shouldn't even say often, there are times we exist in places that don't deserve us. And security, fear, comfort, fear of the unknown keep us stuck in places we know we shouldn't be in. I am here to encourage you that if you are in a place that does not recognize you, that does not grow you, that does not validate you in some way and in some meaningful ways, then if they don't feed your, your professional ambitions, if it is dangerous, if it is challenging your mental and physical health, those are not places we are meant to we're not, they don't want us to thrive there, so don't stay. There are things that you can do to get yourself out of these situations that may seem hopeless and may have very well been hopeless for, for a long time. That is one of the reasons why this work is so important to me, because the conversations that I have had with women over the last year about some of the types of work environments that they work in is heartbreaking, honestly. And we do not have to settle for that. And then there are also instances where we are keeping ourselves stuck. We don't work in a place that people are mean to us. We don't work in a place where people don't respect us. We are just stuck in a gear that is comfortable, that lets us coast. That also is a problem. And if you know you are in one of those two situations, I encourage you to schedule a call with me 
And again, Elevate Your Career Academy is currently open for enrollment. And this is, this is one of the reasons why I decided to get out of my own way and get myself unstuck to do this work and to have these types of conversations because we are powerful beyond measure. And the enemy would have us believe that we are meant to be invisible, that we are, that we are meant to be disrespected or that we are meant to be just fine. You can have more than fine. I'm not talking about, you know, rising to the top in six months. I'm not talking about, you know, 10 Xing your income in five minutes. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about feeling good about who you are as an individual, such that when you walk into whatever work environment that you have, those people cannot check you. They can't steal your joy because you know unequivocally that your joy comes from Christ and you know who he created you to be such that you can articulate it to anyone who asks at any time and you will continue to grow and flourish when you know who he has designed you to be and when you walk in that salt and you walk in that light that he has called you to walk in. Be salty. Be light. That's what we do here at How Does She Do It? Thank you for listening to this episode. I am grateful for you, always grateful for your support. And if you are interested in Elevate Your Career Academy, if you're interested in working with me, send, you don't actually don't have to send an email, go to bit.ly slash 10 tiff. That's the number 10, one zero, T-I-F-F, bit.ly slash 10 tiff. Schedule a call with me. And I look forward to to hopefully working with you. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.